Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. 82. Here I graduated college. Wow. Oh, oh. That seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> this is show number 82 for middle-aged warriors on Believe. I'm Rick. He's Chris. I am. Hello. You oh, still are. Still am. We're yeah. recording this on St. Patrick's Day, and it's kind of a, it looks like Ireland out our window today. Yeah, it it's does. gray and gloomy, a little yeah. drizzly and misty. But people are so happy in New York to oh just God. have the opportunity to go to the parade for the first time I in know, two years. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. So we're getting there. We're Slowly getting but surely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's Shirley? Don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> it's a Shirley Long Island. And I'm always tempted. Well, there on the, is. Yeah, on the weather map, sometimes it'll come up. And it's 36 in Shirley. And I always want to say that line, but I'm like, somebody's Don't call gonna, me Shirley. Yeah, somebody's going to smack me in the head if I say <laughs> yeah. that. So I avoid that. But uh, speaking of uh, Long Island, and maybe that would be considered traveling to some. Uh, that's our what a segue how huh? was that smooth that was, that was our, smooth our guest today that's why they pay you the big bucks nah, of course uh, at least every two cents counts uh, but our guest today is a recurring guest he's been here before and he's a recurring he's, guest he's a recurring <laughs> guest yes uh, but it's Peter Greenberg yeah uh, the travel detective and he's always so kind to give us some time and some insight I mean this guy it's almost I can't it's unfathomable how many miles he's actually traveled yeah how often he travels it's crazy you know when we interviewed him i think it was last summer during the pandemic um he said something that was so that really stayed with me and that was you know everybody is spending time at home mm. and i'm getting to see things in my neighborhood that i have never seen True. before right. and that has really stayed with me and, uh, yeah, you think about the guy. He's traveled the world. world he's absolutely. seen the most obscure and unique places in the world. And then he's like, oh, there was this statue in my neighborhood four yeah. blocks around the corner where <laughs> I, I live I never saw before. I know, really. You know, so it, but that's that's perspective. And that's what we like about Peter. Yeah. I think he can take it to all those different levels. So that's, that's what's really awesome about him. And uh, he's waiting in the green room. Not because his name is Greenberg. No, oh, he's waiting. Very good. He's waiting in our green room. Wow, that's, that's two master segues in... In one intro. You see, you get back to weather and you really get corny in a hurry as a TV program. I guess so. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But first, before we get to Peter, who is patiently standing by, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Well, it's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. Now, if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the Bracket Contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, I guess today, I suppose, is best known as the travel detective. Yes, you are. Yeah, he's been to and probably been seen in more places than anyone outside of being maybe a world leader. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds a little over the top, but I think really, 
I don't think it is. We welcome back to the show the one and only Peter Greenberg. Hey, Peter. Thank you, Peter. It's so good Thank to have you. Do you, travel with with a, you. do you travel with a magnifying glass to look for clues as a detective? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but you know what? The clues are everywhere because uh, when you think about it, this is pre-pandemic. It also applies now. Mm. There are about 47 different points of abuse waiting for you the minute you decide you want to go somewhere yeah by the time you get back home you have to hide you have to figure out can i mitigate those or am i going to be a victim right no that, that's a that's a very good point but i mean for you actually i mean i think we may have gone over this the last time and i talked about you know world leader you know they usually they're traveling the globe they go around the globe x amount of times do you have any calculation do you have specifically how many times sort of equivalently you've been around the world by miles? If just based on airline miles, um, <laughs> dating back to when they started the program, which was 1981, so that's 40 years ago, I'm at about 23 and a half million miles. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You've been around. And, and Tula, my dog, is very, she's very impressed by that, apparently. And, and it's so easy to use those frequent fire miles, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, that's the problem. And, and it's getting worse because the airlines realized something a couple of years ago, but they acted on it during the pandemic. And what they realized was that the airline frequent flyer programs actually are worth more money than the airlines. And so what they did really? to raise capital during the pandemic is they mortgaged those programs and American United and Delta got between six and $10 billion each what? for that. Talk about, you know, talk about generating cash. Wow. And now of course they have to carry that debt which means they're not exactly inclined to give you a free ticket when they want to desperately sell revenue tickets to be able to maintain that debt service. So wow. anybody who's, uh, you know, who's listening to, my, to me now who has a lot of frequent flyer miles sitting around, I encourage you to look out about 330 days and redeem them now. Really? Wow. That's interesting because I'm, I'm finally trying to get to uh, a lifelong trip to Machu Picchu and go to Peru. And, and I have a lot of miles uh, through uh, American Airlines. So I, I should do this right now, shouldn't I? <laughs> what you're saying is, Chris, uh, don't like hesitate. That's wow. That's yeah, because, because they're doing two things. They're not only making the miles more difficult to earn. I'll give you an example. Five years ago, if I flew from New York to Los Angeles, even on a discounted ticket, I would get a minimum of the 2,400 miles I flew. Today, mm. it's based on, on what I paid for my fare. Mm. So if I paid a discount ticket price now, I might only get 400 miles instead of 2,400 miles. Really? And then, wow. and then that comes to the point of how are you going to redeem them? And now we got problems hmm. because the airlines obviously are, are restricting capacity. They want to be able to sell as many revenue tickets as they can. Sure. And if you don't play the game and you don't do it quickly, you will, you know, you might as well go to an art supply store, buy a picture frame and hang your miles on the wall. Peter, you just got back from traveling to, I think it was Panama. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, flights full, airports full, are we through? Yeah, this? every flight that I've been on in the last five months has been full, hmm. uh, with no exceptions. Uh, what's different now is the fare. Is the fares. So before the Ukraine situation, uh, before the oil went through the roof, uh, the airfares were really depressed. So I flew about a month ago from Dallas to LaGuardia on American Airlines. That nonstop fare was $38. Oof, what? Uh, yeah, the cab ride to the airport was more expensive. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, you can't. So ridiculous. Yeah. 
Uh, two weeks ago, I flew between Los Angeles and San Francisco. That airfare was 93. Mm-hmm. And two weeks ago, I also flew from New York to Los Angeles and the round trip was $216. Now let's oh. talk about what it is now. Exactly. The round trip airfare between Los Angeles and San Francisco now is $353. Oh my gosh. Which still yeah. isn't crazy, but- Oh, you no, know, no, to- no, 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 no. That's crazy. It is it's crazy. Air, it's, it's a flight that takes only 38 minutes. Right. Wait, and from where to where were you just- Francisco, Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were doing New York to LA again. No. My, my bad. Dude. Okay, no, 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 let me rewind. That's ridiculous, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. You did that. But anyway, I mean, that's what's going on. And so you have this perfect storm of airlines that are understaffed and overscheduled. Yeah. uh, Hitting huge fuel costs where you're combining that with increased demand. In fact, traveler demand now uh, is actually above 2019 levels. Mm-hmm. So this this collision between demand and reduced capacity and higher fares is not going to make for a happy summer. Well, I mean, obviously, we have pent up travel. That's that's given. And it's interesting you brought up the response already in in from the fuel prices going up, because we had somebody on from AAA dealing with the automobile side of things. And I was talking about how initially it used to be, well, you know, the, the price of oil went up and then it eventually comes to you know your gas tank it takes right. a little time it's a little lag and i i saw somebody on the show that i'm on that was supposed to be an expert on uh airlines and you know and flying and, and the cost of fuel and how that would impact you know the, the price of your ticket and he said that there's kind of well there's a reserve so there's a there's a, a fairly decent lag and we wouldn't feel the impact in the prices of an airline ticket until maybe may or june now what oh, you're yeah. saying is wrong hold on wait a second and, and you had him as an expert on your show? <laughs> well, I didn't, but let's not go there. It's a, that's neither here nor there. I didn't say that for, for that reason. But what I'm saying is, what was there a time, much like the, the gentleman we have in AAA, Robert Sinclair, was there, because he said there was a time when there was a lag, but now the well, opportunity there, yeah, there is there. was a lag. I'll tell you what it was. There was a time when there was a lag when there was no demand. Mm. So the airlines couldn't raise fares because the demand wouldn't support it. Today, that's not the case. Today, airlines are updating their fares in their computer systems about 200,000 times a day. Yeah. So they can, wow. so they can pivot very quickly and, and adjust to, uh, to, look, there are two things that airlines can't really control, labor and fuel. Mm. Uh, and you know what? They have to be able to pivot quickly because they don't have a, they don't have a plan B. We'll get back to Peter in a moment, but first a word from one of our newer sponsors. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com 
slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. You know what? There are actually three things, and one of them applies to my friend right here. The third is weather. Yeah, that's true. You can't control that either. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, but you want to know something? You're right, but in the long-term thought, airlines accommodate for that as they mm-hmm. project their their uh, their you know their their bottom line. Hmm. So they know that in a given 365-day period, they're going to have 40 or 50 weather days where they're yeah. going to have operational either slowdowns or shutdowns, and they know because they they look at it year over year. I mean, obviously, you can have some seriously abnormal events, but they know over year, year over year, they can they can basically project and accommodate that in the way they price everything. But what you're saying is ultimately, so let's say, you know, the price of oil was $90 a barrel. They have a bunch of, you know, they, they buy a bunch of oil at that price. So that's sitting in reserve. Maybe they have, I don't know how far in advance, maybe it's one or two months reserve, typically. Now, today, it suddenly jumps to $198. So they're going to reflect off of the $90 a barrel fuel that they paid. They're going to reflect the prices to the consumer for a flight, the new price of $198, even though that's not what they pay for the fuel that's actually going into that plane. Is that, that is correct? Because the airlines that didn't hedge are going to be charging that as well. But, but keep in mind something else. Hedging is gambling. And mm. airlines don't like to do that. Right. A couple of years ago, Southwest Airlines actually rolled the dice and did hedge their fuel purchases. And they lucked out when fuel soared. Mm. Right now, fuel didn't creep up. It soared up. Mm. And so the airlines can't hedge against it because they're going to lose. Mm. So nobody's, nobody's hedging right now. I don't know a single airline that's hedging. They're just paying at the pump just like we are. Right. There was a time probably, I want to say about three weeks ago, maybe it was in February, where it, it sounded like the New York area airports didn't have the fuel they needed to put in uh, the jets that were supposed to be departing. Um, is that part of this whole thing? Oh, listen, it's part of everything involved in travel, not just fuel. We're dealing with supply chain disruption mm-hmm. of unprecedented number uh, and, and, and an unprecedented type. There's, you know, look, and everything does connect, even though most people haven't figured out the connections. For example, uh, rental cars, you know, the, um, the rental car companies during the pandemic were sitting around looking at hundreds of thousands of non-performing assets, cars sitting in lots. So the accountants came in, they sold most of the fleet. Right. Yeah. And then guess what happens? Travel comes back, pent-up demand comes in, <laughs> and there are no cars because no cars. Mm-hmm. But the reason why there are no cars is not just because they sold the original fleet, it's because there's a chip, there's a chip shortage in the supply chain and the right. manufacturers cannot deliver the new cars because mm-hmm. they don't only have the parts. That's continuing even today. So a rental car in Hawaii in the year 2020 and 2021 was at many times basically $1,200 a day. A day. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The average in America was getting up to about 350 a day. Wow. And, and a lot of very smart but, but uh, liability-challenged uh, consumers thought, wow, I could lease a Kia and for the for the month that I pay for it, yeah, I could I could rent it out and pay for the entire lease payments for the next three years. Really, yeah. that's crazy. A lot of them, a lot of them did that. But when I say they were liability challenged, of course they weren't insured, and their their risk was huge. Right. Uh, but where we are right now is there's still a car shortage. The manufacturers still haven't delivered the fleets, and so rental car prices this summer 
are not only going to be high, but so are gas prices. So right. it's a double whammy. So going back to the, uh, the the fuel issue real quickly, is there something or are there things that an airline will do in terms of the way they actually fly to conserve more fuel? Uh, lower, you know, yeah. do they fly at lower altitudes? Uh, you know, different speeds? Is there something? Actually, lower, yeah, lower altitudes will consume will will consume more. Fuel. Consume yeah. more, right? Oh yeah. So How about three? here's the thing. Right now, uh, you know, the problem really is, it's not just saying, okay, we're going to fly around something or we're going to fly at a different altitude. In almost every case, it's going to cost you more money in terms mm -hmm. of fuel burn. Look what's going on in Ukraine right now, and look what's going on in the rest of the world. You have 60% of the viable air routes in this world closed down because of Russian airspace. So you're dealing with two and three hour longer flights, that's bigger fuel burn, mm, and that's yeah. assuming the airplane that's using that plane route can handle the range. You may have to do a stop. So it's, it's a mess. You know what, Peter, since you brought up the Ukraine, I wanted to ask you a question. And I thought of this when I've been watching the news for the past, I don't know, three weeks, as we all have been. Can you tell me, tell us what no-fly zone is? I'm not sure, sure. I understand. A no-fly zone will happen during the Super Bowl. It's an area of space, vertical, uh, through which no plane can fly without being challenged or shot down. So at major, uh, you know, a, a presidential inauguration, a, right. uh, a Super Bowl, uh, the Olympics, you'll see no-fly zones imposed and, and, and basically monitored very carefully. In a war zone situation, so for example, when Iran, excuse me, when, um, when the, uh, the uh, many members of the, of the Gulf countries basically blockaded uh, a cutter mm. and you had a, a, you know, basically an embargo, that means the airline of, of, uh, of, of Qatar, which is Qatar Air, had to fly two to three hours longer because they weren't allowed to fly wow. over any of the airspace of their neighbors. It became almost untenable. In, your, in Ukraine right now, it's not just the airspace over Ukraine. In many cases, it's the airspace over their neighboring countries as well, right. because you don't want anybody to get in there with a range of missiles to be able to do damage. Mm. Uh, now, a no-fly zone is not a military no-fly zone in that case because okay. they haven't imposed it. What right. they've done is they've made it a no-fly zone because the insurance companies will not insure the airlines to fly over that space simply because it's just too risky. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes that that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that for us. So let's shift a little bit away from politics. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about. It. I mean, we're it's spring and then we're heading into summer, and folks are obviously getting back into the travel idea in their head. Where are things opening up the most? Is it still the hotspots more domestic or is international travel lagging behind that? What are you seeing right now? It depends on how much of a strategic traveler you want to be um, and how much of a, uh, an informed traveler you want to be. So, for example, the hotspots this summer are going to be, you know, the continental United States and maybe Alaska and Hawaii, uh, simply because the worst four-letter word that starts with F when it comes to travel is fear. Right. And people are looking at what's going on in Ukraine and going, I'm not leaving the country. Now, yeah. the people who say that, and I understand why they say it, I totally accept it. However, I know what I'm getting them for Christmas. I'm getting them an atlas. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> if, look, I think mm -hmm. it's a reasonably strong statement and mm -hmm. one that can be supported that, you know, Putin may be a madman, but he's not 
stupid. And he's not going to cross a border of a NATO country. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the map, if we wanted to fly to Paris right now, right. we'd have a great time and not be in any danger. Of course. Spain, Rome, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Portugal, um, you know, Scandinavian countries, Turkey. I mean, and, and that's where the airfares are cheap. And that's where the, the, you know, that's where the real experiences await you without having to stand in line. But I understand the reluctance and I do understand the fear. So if you want to go to a hotspot this summer, try not to go to Yosemite. You won't get in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, train travel in this country, Amtrak's going to have record ridership. Yeah. They deserve it, by the way, but they're going to be they're going to be jammed. Our interstates are going to be jammed. Mm-hmm. Even our two lane country roads are going to be jammed. Because America is going to do what America has done for the last two and a half years. They're going to rediscover their own country. Hit the road, Jack. You know what, Peter? I saw a really um, bright picture on the west side of Manhattan that I haven't seen in a long time. And that was a cruise ship in port. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it's the optics here. Mm. The reality is completely different. We all remember those terrible and indelible visuals of that princess cruise ship being quarantined in Yokohama. And those Holland American ships being unable to come to a port with people who were sick and dying because nobody wanted them. Hmm. Uh, I get that. We also remember that the CDC grounded those cruise ships, all cruise ships, until they complied with about 74 different protocols, design changes, physical changes, shore excursion changes, meal changes, you name it. Well, guess what? The cruise lines did that. Yeah. And they've been sailing since last July, right? So let's talk about that cruise ship industry. There are 300 ships out there. They're all sailing uh, and they're all sailing relatively full because an overwhelming majority of cruise ship passengers are repeat cruisers. They love it. They want to come back and do it again. But at the same time, again, I understand the fear. There have been reports in the media and I'm a member of the media. So I have to call some of my, my fellow media people to task saying outbreak of COVID on cruise ship, mm-hmm. outbreak of COVID. Let's get down to a definition of the word outbreak. First of all, the only people on cruise ships these days are fully vaccinated. That goes for officers, crew, and passengers. Second of all, the people who did get tested positive for COVID, those are breakthrough cases, mild or asymptomatic situations in which they basically lasted for three days and went away. Nobody went to the hospital, nobody died. And now let's look at the numbers. The largest number of cases reported in the last four months on any cruise ship was 48 cases on a, on a Royal Caribbean ship that was carrying over, four, I think, 5,300 passengers and crew. Oh, my goodness. So that's about a 1% caseload or about a 1.5% caseload if you, don't cut, if you don't count the crew. Any city in America that had a 1.5% caseload would throw a party Right, sure. Absolutely. And to give you an idea of the demand for cruises, and I'm not making this up, guys. This just happened five days ago. Oceania, one of the the really nice cruise lines, Mm -hmm. put up for sale, not for 2022, not for 2023, but for 2024, their round-the-world cruise, over 180-day itinerary, where the minimum cabin price per person was $47,000, the wow. maximum was about 190,000. And guess what? So the ship sold out. In oh, my goodness. Minutes. In yeah. 30 minutes, it sold out. That will give you an idea of the loyalty and the uh, the passion that cruise ship passengers have. Yeah, wow. there are people obviously dedicated to that. But to your point, 
you know, and this is something that eventually we, it has to evolve socially, meaning when you hear cases of COVID, effectively, it might be just like saying, well, we had people who had the flu on that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, or I mean, had a yeah. norovirus, which sometimes is even a much higher percentage that can happen. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So yeah. look, the lesson that we have to learn, and most importantly, the lesson we have to apply is that the facts are the facts. The virus is not going to be eradicated. It's going to be right. managed. Right. And the question is, how do we manage it? And how do we do it effectively, efficiently, and sensibly? Mm-hmm. And what they've done on the cruise ships, I have to tell you, makes sense. They've really fixed everything. They have much better uh, tracing systems. They have much better quarantine systems. They have much better ventilation. They have much better protocols on the ship. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it's not been a big factor since everybody on the ship is already vaccinated. The only thing that's coming up to a, to a deadline now, and we'll probably get an answer within the next 10 days from the CDC, is guidance on a second booster shot. Right. And my guess is we're going to get it because most countries have put in a 270-day cutoff, which means if if you are not vaccinated within 270 days, they won't let you in. Hmm. Well, you know, the vaccine came out like in in February of 21, and we're already way beyond 270 days since. So if you're one of the first people to get vaccinated, even if you were one of the first people to get boosted, you may not get a chance to go out of the country until you get that additional booster shot. You know what, Peter, I'm a self-advocated airline geek, so I follow the industry pretty closely. And I know there's a new airline that started out West um, whose name escapes me, which I'm sure you will give me the answer. What's that uh, in my magic, uh, my lifeline? Oh, oh, you need to go to your lifeline. Peter. <laughs> yes. Go, yes, I'm going to my lifeline, Peter, the new okay. airline. But I wanted to ask you what kind of, for lack of a better word, balls does it take to start a new airline now? Hmm. Well, You know, Richard Branson had a very famous quote, which is, you want to become a millionaire? Start with a billion dollars and open an airline. So true. However, however, if you come up with a model that works, you'll do fine. Mm -hmm. The guy who does that all the time is David Nealman. David Nealman started back in 1988 with a little airline in Utah called Morris Air. And they did so well that they got bought by Southwest Airlines. So he did very well in that. Mm -hmm. And then he left because he realized there were markets not being served and not being served economically. And he started a little airline called JetBlue. And he did tremendously well there. Then went on to start a similar project in Brazil called Azul, which did very, very well. And then uh, he announced in 2018 that he was gonna come up with a new concept called Breeze. Well, what's Breeze? It's an airline that flies between two underserved cities nonstop with no need to go to a hub. So if you want to fly from you know, Myrtle Beach to Grand Rapids, he can do that. If you want to fly from Islip to Tampa, he can do that. If you want to fly from Islip to, to Charleston, he can do it. And you're not stopping in Charlotte. Right. Um, and he's starting with fares of about $39. And you know what? He's doing okay. Yeah. And even with the fuel increases, He's only going to end up charging passengers another $5 per hour per flight for the fuel. Wow. And you know what? It's still well below what everybody else is charging. So you know what? If you come up with the right model and you're not going through Dallas, Chicago, or Atlanta uh, with all the inherent problems a big hub like that has, or big hubs like those do, then you got a halfway decent shot of doing it. Are they flying brand new aircraft? Are they they're buying new airplanes? They're flying brand new aircraft. Wow. 
Oh yeah, they're flying oh. Airbus 220s. Wow, and they're doing great. They're doing wow. great. Well, let's talk a little bit about Peter Greenberg. Uh, what are you up to these days? Now you just got back from Panama. We are happy to have you to have to sit your butt down for 15 minutes yeah. in one spot before you leave to go somewhere else, and we appreciate that. So, uh, what's going on? What are the projects that you're working on right now? Well, as you may know, for the last 22 years, I do a series on PBS called The Royal Tour. Mm-hmm. And what the Royal Tour is, is I go to individual sitting heads of state, kings, presidents, prime ministers, and I get from them the impossible. They give me seven days of their schedule devoted only to me. Wow. And then with no interruption. And then mm-hmm. we bring in a pretty, pretty large crew of specialists, different aerial units, dive units, motorcycle units, mountain repelling units. And then for the next seven days, that king, president, or prime minister becomes my personal tour guide to the country. And they have no right of editorial control. They have no right of review. And the very first time they see the show, it's when it's aired. So imagine two guys on a road trip, one of whom just happens to run the country. So we've done it with everybody from the King of Jordan to the the president of Mexico, the prime minister of New Zealand, uh, prime minister of Jamaica. We've done it with Poland. Uh, We've done it with uh, Netanyahu in Israel. Uh, and, and most and Rwanda, and the most recent one, which is premiering April 21st. So check your PBS listings. Is the royal tour of Tanzania? Wow! And with a, with a remarkable woman who has a remarkable story. She's the first woman of color and a Muslim to run a country. By the way, that's 60 million people. Uh, how she got the job is equally remarkable, and what she's doing in the job, which she's just celebrating her first year in office, is remarkable. And she's my God. And boy, I'm telling you, uh, it was wild. So let me ask you, how did this, how did that first get started? And how do you manage to get these people to commit to something like this? I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're letting them waive a lot of responsibility in terms of what is going to be seen in your interpretation. How did you gain that confidence? How did that get started? Well, it started quite by accident back in 1998. I was in Jordan with one of my camera crews for for a show we were doing and I needed a helicopter. Well, in that monarchy, there were no helicopters for rent. The helicopters were all controlled by the military and by the palace. And I was told the only person who'd get me a helicopter was the the army officer who ran special forces. So I said, can I go see him? They said, sure. Well, it turns out that army officer who ran special forces was the Prince of Jordan. And so he and I sat down, we became friends. We started talking and then uh, over dinner, I said, you know what? Most of my friends think I'm nuts to be in Jordan with the last name of Greenberg. Um, they think I'm gonna get shot, <laughs> right? They think I'm gonna get shot, killed or taken hostage. So I have an idea. Why don't we do a one hour special and why don't you be my tour guide? Just you and me, he said, I love it. Wow. Well, huh. That's not how it started because three weeks later, his father, King Hussein, on his deathbed, he's dying, hmm. uh, appoints, this prince to be king and i went to that i figured this is great we'll do the show well nobody would let me see him then they they mm. circled the wagons and so i finally said you know what i'm just going to roll the dice i got on a plane i flew on my own to oman i found out what his schedule was he was going to come to a hotel the next day for a meeting i sat there in the lobby and waited <laughs> for him. you stopped him <laughs> and he walked in with his entourage of about 55 people and he looked at me and said what are you doing here? <laughs> That's that guy. And I said, Greenberg, what are you I doing said, here? And I said, remember what we talked about? You remember that project? Are you ready to do it? He said, yeah. I said, great. Can I come see you in the palace tomorrow? He said, done. Wow. Well, the people, around him, the people around him were seething at me because they sure. tried to block it. 
Uh, and guess what? I went to see him in the palace. He said, we're doing it. And we did it. And that was 21 years ago. That's crazy. And wow. once that was done and other world leaders saw what we did, it, it didn't make it easier, but it made it less difficult to get them to, uh, to say yes. And we've been doing it ever since. We love talking to you because you, you have such great stories. I wanted to ask you if you're going to space anytime soon. Well, don't get me started on that because uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> hit the nerve. No, because it's not space. Mm. It's space adjacent. Not um, space adjacent. It is. <laughs> Look, I, I applaud all of the efforts of uh, Bezos and Musk and, of course, Richard Branson. But what they're doing is the equivalent of, of, the, of the Russian monkey in Sputnik. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, they're doing, they're doing a quick up and down suborbital flight. The Russian right. monkey had a better deal. And and so he got food, I think, on the flight. Actually, he got some. He got some. Well, he didn't get frequent flyer miles. So look, a lot of people would like to think they're astronauts. I get it. And for two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, they'll let you. They'll let you keep the jumpsuit. So yeah. You but mm -hmm. you know what? I go back to the the one lesson I learned from the movie Saving Private Ryan, and that is not a good idea to be in the first wave. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to let them poke at space. And then when they're ready to go to space, then you can count me in. All right, that's fair enough. I mean, I guess there's a there's a there's a borderline for everybody to say, well, what is truly being in space? And yeah, what is, what is space? Yeah. Okay, here's space, an orbit. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. There you okay. go. Okay, I agree. Not just being weightless or something like that. Yeah. Look, if I want to be weightless, I can pay. I can pay not two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's right. I can pay five thousand dollars. And go on what they call the vomit comet. Vomit comet, right. yeah. Right, which basically goes up to about uh, almost sixty thousand feet, and then these, and then does these parabolic dives in which you are weightless for about thirty to forty-five seconds at a time, mm. and it, it's quite amazing. And then like, you vomit. And then you vomit, of course. You got to finish. <laughs> no, gotta, which is part of being you, weightless. You have to complete the experience. <laughs> yeah, really. But before we let you go, is there anything right now that you see in terms of a place that in the past has not necessarily been a popular destination that might be? It's something that's affordable. It's unique. It would be an interesting thing for people to experience uh, based you know, on the climate that we're in right now. Well, it's not just the climate you're in right now. It's the climate we've always been in. Mm -hmm. because I'm a contrarian traveler when it comes to answering that question. I, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound so insensitive and so politically incorrect, but it's not. It's pragmatic, and it's actually beneficial for all concerned. The best time to go anywhere in the world is after a natural disaster, mm -hmm. a civil disturbance, or a war, because you will be welcomed with open arms. The people will not only be delighted to see you, they need to see you. I love that. You'll see the country in a different way, in a special way. And if you're so inclined, and by the way, you should be so inclined, you could help rebuild. Yeah. Right? And, and to me, that's the real power of travel and tourism because it, it breaks down barriers, it builds bridges, and short of singing Kumbaya, it <laughs> reminds us of all the things we have in common versus all the things we might, you know, might divide us. When are we going to have dinner with you? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm in town, which which is a trick answer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is a trick question. So it's there sweet. you go. Well, it'll be a, it'll be a drive-by dinner apparently. <laughs> there he is in the taxi. Quick, throw a hot dog at him. A, no, we yeah. dinner with Peter. Okay. No, no, I promise you guys we'll make it happen this year. I promise. Okay. So what what are you looking forward to in terms of uh, I guess just in the next few weeks and months ahead to to uh, travel? What, where are you heading that really is enticing you right now? 
Well, of course, the situation in Ukraine is uncertain. We don't know yeah. how it's going to move. Uh, we already know what the, the immediate effects of everything. So that will govern a lot of my choices. Mm. Uh, but other than that, we'll be doing specials. We just finished a one-hour special in Saudi Arabia. We finished a one-hour special in uh, the Canary Islands. We're about to do one in Ireland. Oh. Uh, we're about to do one in Turkey. So we're uh, our dance card's kind of full. Oh, awesome. So before we let you go, where can people hear you? I know you're on radio, you're on television. So give us a little rundown where people can find uh, some of your latest uh, reports. Sure. My CBS radio show, which is appropriately called uh, Eye on Travel, right. is uh, every week, every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And for anybody who can't find it, it's a very easy solution. Just go to our website with the imaginative name, petergreenberg.com, hit the radio icon, and we stream it live from 10.05 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday, then becomes a podcast about three or four days later. So it's always accessible. And of course, you can still see me, CBS in the morning with Gail, with Gail King mm -hmm. uh, on the CBS Evening News. And then, of course, on PBS uh, with Royal Tour of Tanzania, which premieres April 21st. Wow. And right after April 21st, it's also available on Amazon Prime, and Apple TV Plus. Well, what are you going to do with all your free time? I don't understand. Yeah, really. <laughs> you got to get to work. You got to start doing something. No, with all my free time, I'm going to be framing my frequent flyer ones. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Peter, I can't thank you enough once again. Thank yeah, you for really. time out. I, I hope we get to see you, uh, you know, in person soon. But be safe, travel safe. Your information is always, always well worth hearing. And we appreciate you taking some time for us. I'm Middle hey, East. Hey, guys, thanks so much. And you know what's amazing about him? He's never lost a bag. <laughs> <laughs> well and he, and he has he, you know the last episode not this one but he has like tricks to the trade and things and ways to do things and, and we go should go back and listen to that somewhere. yeah no yeah. he's uh you know in terms of when it comes to travel and a lot of things uh peter is a brilliant guy yeah. and there was some really interesting uh insight on some of the things today that i didn't really think about or know uh and even just even the concept of you know, in, in political situations and in wartime situations, scenarios with no fly rules and all sorts of things that can happen, you don't realize it's an isolated part of the world. But if you've got to fly through that isolated part of the world, suddenly you've got a different trip. Yeah. You've got a whole different experience. And unfortunately, that's what may continue to happen because of the scenario in the Ukraine. You know what? I'm so glad I was able to ask him about the no-fly zone because I'm mm -hmm. not really sure I understood it. And he said military is different than commercial. Right. You know, and, and again, I think when it when a nation puts that into effect, it, it becomes sort of a pseudo act of war. And you have to, you know, and, and, and that's where I think it gets very complicated for people like us that we're not really <laughs> we're not we're not war type guys. We're not you know, we're not presidential enough to understand yeah. war engagement too much. Yeah. If, if Rick steals a couple of my pistachios, that's like that's war. But that's, that's war. as far as we go. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> how it goes. But anyway. By the way, um, I've been watching you on uh, your new gig. Me? Yes. Have um, I been? You've been watching? Is that You're the one. No, there's oh, plenty of people. A on Channel 11 here in New York, Chris is now a meteorologist uh, in practice. In pra <laughs> well, <laughs> I better get this right. It's been 30-something years of practicing this. You think I would get it right by now. But, it's but that's Channel 11 here in New York. and uh, I'm Pix sure people could, 11. Pix 11. P-I-X. And I'm sure that people could find you online if they wanted to. Yes, you can stream WPIX.com, and you can watch the shows live as well. And I'm still excited about the up-and-coming, uh, we're going to have a lifestyle show that will start at 10 in the morning, and that should be coming up within about the next, I'd say, four or five weeks or so. I'll, I'll let you know about that, too. And baseball's back. Oh. 
Thank you. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. That means agita season. I'm already uh, off to my CVS to get my uh, Tums, uh, several, <laughs> several, several uh, Tums because of uh, being a Met fan. It's I think it's a requirement. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's beer, peanuts, and Tums. And that's, Tums. <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. But yeah, I guess they're starting. I think it's April April seventh. Right? Yeah. What real quickly? How do you feel about? The scenario here in New York, in particular with athletes, or because it encompasses everybody, I know where you're going about the this. vaccination, and you're not allowed to play in New York. You know what? Um, I understand it. I'm not sure I agree with it, especially mm. since players from other well, cities can thing. come in. That's what I don't get. But what I like the mayor in what he said is if he breaks the rules yes. for one, he would have to break them for everybody, yeah. and he didn't do it for Kyrie on the uh, on the Nets, right? right. Yeah, and you, you know, I under I understand you can't just say, "Hey, oh, the, these are athletes yeah. getting millions of dollars, so we will make an exception." Yeah, and the, and the, and the pandemic is over, so right, you know, and to the guy who works in the kitchen somewhere I'm in a, in a, in a, in a luncheonette, yeah. what they're thinking is not wanting to get the vaccination again. You know, that's a much much bigger uh, thing that people you know are, are dealing with on their own personal level. But it does. What the, the biggest contradiction to me is the first thing you said beforehand was that, okay, but people can fly in from Cincinnati and Boston and Philadelphia players who yeah. aren't vaccinated, but they can play in New York. So what's the difference? I don't. Yeah, they're they're not going to spread the virus because they're only visiting. It's yeah, like, that's I don't it. I don't understand what that means. That's the issue that I have that is contradicting. You me. know what? Because at the clubhouse uh, entrance, at the stadiums or the wherever they're playing. There's a big sign that says, please check your virus at the at door. The door is that, when you're visiting, <laughs> when you're it. a visitor. If you're a home guy, no, yeah. you, you just don't bring it at all. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully things continue to settle down and move in the right direction. But I'm excited about baseball again and just a continuation of getting things, you know, the parade today here in New York, getting things feeling a little bit uh, more of what they used to feel like what a long, strange trip it's been. Yes, indeed. Want to thank Peter Greenberg again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye. Stay safe. Stay smart. Sunshine always. He's Chris. I'm Rick. Be good. Feel good. Peter Greenberg, you're a mensch. Thank you so much he for is. spending time with us on Middle-Aged Warriors. And as always, once again, I want to thank our sponsors, Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.